0: We live in a galaxy called the Milky Way, which contains hundreds of billions of stars. One of those stars is our sun. and As you know, our sun has eight planets in orbit around it. One of them is our beautiful planet Earth. But have you ever thought about all those other billions of stars that are also suns and all of the planets that each of them supports? We call planets outside of our solar system exoplanets, spelled with an EX, as in EXTRA exciting, and extremely cool. Did you know there are approximately one and a half planets for every star in our galaxy? That's a lot of potential Earths, some of which may be able to support life. And that's what makes exoplanets oh so exhilarating. (laughs) Alright, I'll stop now. The bad news is that it takes a very precise set of conditions for one of these exoplanets to qualify as Earth-like. It makes sense to look for planets most like Earth in the search for life. It kind of narrows the field a bit, for a start. In this podcast, I'm going to explain what it would take to support life, at least life as we know it, and then tell you about some of the most recent discoveries of Earth-like exoplanets in the news. Okay, so you're looking for another Earth and you've got hundreds of billions of suns to choose from. Where on Earth, or should I say the sky, do you start? Well, astronomers think that stars called red dwarfs are great for this because they are some of our closest neighboring stars and they live the longest of all the stars in the universe. The really big and bright stars tend to burn out quickly and die before any life would have had a chance to evolve. The Kepler telescope, which is a space telescope used to search for exoplanets, had provided evidence that 6% of red dwarfs have Earth-sized exoplanets in their habitable zone. The habitable zone is the distance from the star that makes the planet not too hot and not too cold for liquid water. And water is essential for all life, at least as far as we know. Because red dwarfs are smaller and cooler than our sun, this means that the planets have to be closer to their star than we are to be warm enough for liquid water. The first such planet we discovered was named Kepler-186f. This was a really exciting discovery because it confirmed that Earth-sized planets really do exist in the habitable zones of other stars. But wait, that's not all. Any Earth-like planet would also need a rocky surface for water to collect. And a nice atmosphere would be great, too. That rules out a lot of planets that are just balls of gas. So how many of these rocky, right-temperature, right-sized exoplanets have we found? Well, that's the thing. NASA reported that Kepler had found around 30, but in 2018 they downgraded this estimate to between 2 and 12. The European spacecraft Gaia had reported that many of these were actually too hot. Don't be discouraged by the low numbers. As technology improves day by day, we are getting more and more reports of new exoplanets. For example, there's a red dwarf star only 40 light years away from us called TRAPPIST 1. We know that it has seven exoplanets, three of which Are in the habitable zone. Remember, that's the area that's not too hot and not too cold, and liquid water can form. All of its planets are likely rocky. And what's even more cool is that this solar system is older than ours, so there's been plenty of time for life to have evolved. In 2019, NASA launched a brand new space telescope called TESS, whose mission is to hunt down new exoplanets. In January 2020, TESS found its first Earth like planet orbiting another red dwarf star called TOI-700. Hopefully, there will be many more to come. Right now, we don't know if there's life on these planets, and we don't even have any images of them. We have to use our imagination. But all of that is about to change when NASA launches the long-awaited James Webb Space Telescope, which will be able to look deeper and more closely into space than anything we have ever seen before. Thanks to the work of TESS and previous telescopes like Hubble, we now know exactly where to point the James Webb. I don't know about you, but I literally can't wait. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening to Deep Astronomy Space Cadet Podcast. I'm Tony Darnell, and it has been a pleasure to have you listen. If you haven't already, check out our next podcast on alien clues, how to tell if there's anyone out there. And if you have, well, whatever else you do, don't forget to keep looking up.